If we believe that God wants nothing but the best for us, then what we want essentially doesn't matter. Our thinking is really limited. And what we consider possible is very small. To God, there is nothing that is unattainable. But to us, there is. We think within a, a certain amount of, of, of reach, I guess. But God doesn't. Man. So when I'm telling you that God took his plan, or took his time, to plan out dreams for your life, I don't know what that does for you inside. But for me, it makes me step back and, even, and, and just love him even more. God loved me so much that not only did he design this plan to save me, but he designed dreams that would fulfill me. Our dreams, our very own dreams sometimes, will not come to pass. The dreams that we ourselves come up with may not come to pass because God knows that they will not fulfill us. But the dreams that God has designed for you, God knows that they will fulfill you. Man. The dreams and purposes that God has designed for your life are for you. God didn't design a dream for you that he knew you wouldn't like, but he designed a dream for you that he knew would fulfill you to the most. Man. And so that's why it's so important that we connect our dreams to God's dreams for us. Because he has a plan for your life. God is so passionate for you. He is so passionate for you. Man. That he designed perfect and, and pleasurable things for your life that would fulfill you. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Amen. 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 How many of you here believe that God knows what's best for you? Amen. Let me ask that question again. Amen. How many of you believe that God knows what's best for you? Amen. I believe that God knows what's best for me. So I'm going to trust in Him. And I'm going to connect with Him. And I want to chase after the plans that He has designed for me. So now that we have that, I needed to clear that up with you first. I want to continue to talk about dreams because God wants us to dream. How many of you guys in here have dreams? Man. I have dreams. I have a lot of dreams. God wants us to dream because God himself is a dreamer. He dreamed about you and me. He dreamed about making a family with us. God dreamed about us. Can you believe that? The creator of everything dreamed about you. Dreams about you. Man. He dreams about the days that he will see you fulfill everything he has prepared for you. Come on. If you continue reading in Ephesians, it says, God placed plans for you. He set plans for you so that all you have to do is step into them and walk them out and walk fulfilled as a righteous and new believer. Yes. 
God loves you so much that he has placed his dreaming characteristic in you. Because he wants you to dream. God is a dreamer, he's a believer, and he's an inspirer. Amen? God is a dreamer, a believer, and an inspirer. And that is amazing to me. Dreaming and believing, however, can be difficult at times. I don't know about you, but I've had my share of many shed tears over certain dreams that I find difficult to continue to believe in. Dreaming can be difficult for us at times. Too many of us let go or give up on our dreams because they're difficult, because we haven't seen them come to pass, because we think that if it doesn't happen in a month, it's not gonna happen. I've been there. I've thought the same way. I've, I've, I've let go of dreams and I felt like giving up on dreams because dreaming can be difficult at times. I'm gonna share with you something personal. I've seen a lot of my dreams come true, which is amazing. I, I, I'm happy that I can say that a lot of the dreams that I have had have come true. My husband and I used to be youth, youth leaders, and one of our dreams was to inspire young people to believe and seek after God. And that happened. That happened. And now those young people, we see them teach, we see them pray for others, we see them just doing great things for God. And that was our dream. I saw that dream come to reality. We also have had other dreams for this ministry that we've seen come to pass. And we have personal dreams that we are still believing for. Like I said, I'm gonna share something that's a little personal and I normally wouldn't share. But one of the dreams that Mario and I are believing for is to have children. That is one of our, our main dreams right now. And it is something that we're believing for and we've been believing for for the past five years. And we haven't seen it come to pass yet. And there have been many times where I wanted to give up on my dream of having kids with my husband because it, it's too difficult to continue to dream that. It's too painful to continue to dream that and not see it come to pass. And for some of you, you may have dreams like that. You may have dreams that, you're, that you ask God, why did you give me this dream? Or why hasn't it come to pass? Why do I have these desires, Lord, if they're not gonna happen? And I've been there. My husband and I have been there. There's been times where the dream has gotten so tough for me that I tell God, you know what, God, I'm just going to let it go. Because I would rather let go of my dream than to have bad things come inside of me. And as we all know, well, for me anyway, the enemy uses those things a lot of the time. A lot of the time. He uses those things to make me feel angry towards God. 
And some of you may feel angry towards God when you ask him, God, you gave me this dream, but why hasn't it happened? Some of you may feel like that. I have felt like that. And I have told God, God, I just don't want to dream this anymore because it hurts, because it makes me doubt you sometimes, because it makes me question you in my life sometimes. But you know what? The Holy Spirit is so good that He tells me this should just make you desire God more. This should make you love God more because God knows the desire that you have inside of your heart. And you just need to hold on to it. I have had people come to me and I thank God and let me tell you something. God wants to use you all. God has used so many people with me in my life. God wants to use you. So if you ever feel the desire to share a good word with somebody, if you ever feel like the Holy Spirit is telling you to give a word to somebody, do it. Because in my moments of desperation, in my, in my moments of wanting to give up, in my moments of, of asking God what's going on and just feeling almost depressed, I've had people come to me and say, hey, I had a vision or I had a dream. I had a dream. I had three different people come tell me in different occasions. They came and they said, Cynthia, I had a dream that you had two twins, a boy and a girl. And I just met you. And then on another occasion, I had someone else that was different from the first person. They weren't even connected. Tell me the exact same thing. And then I had a third person come to me and again tell me the exact same thing word for word. And then finally, after asking him, God gave me a dream. He gave me a dream of a son that Mario and I would have. And he gave me the name. He showed me how he was going to be a funny little baby and how we were going to love him. He showed me that dream. And I thank him for that. Because he hears me. He knows my struggle. And he understands pain. Jesus understands our pain. Jesus understands our hurt. Let me tell you why I know that. When Lazarus died, the Bible says that Jesus wept. Now why would Jesus have wept if he was going to resurrect him? Why weep, Jesus, if you're going to resurrect Lazarus? Why do you cry? And that's because he understands our pain. He understands that we hurt. And in the moments of our greatest despair, he sends new hope to us. Amen. He sends new hope for you to grab onto. Amen? Amen? Let me tell you something. There are people in here who have dreams and have seen and have seen them come to pass and are on to other dreams. There are people in here who are still believing for their dreams. And there are other people in here who have lost hope 
in their God-given dreams. And I just want to tell you this. God's dreams don't have an expiration date. God's dreams don't have an expiration date. God's dreams are eternal. God's dreams can be so big for your life that you might not even see them be fulfilled in your lifetime. David had a dream to build a temple. He didn't get to build it. His son did. Martin Luther King had a dream that he didn't get to see fulfilled. Right now it's a little shaky, but we're holding on to it. Dreams from God are so big that sometimes they won't happen in your lifetime. Sometimes your kids will carry out your dreams. Isn't that amazing? A dream can be so big that it may, too, it may be too big for your lifetime, but it doesn't mean that you stop believing in it because it didn't happen. God's dreams are eternal. Amen. I feel good. What about you? Right, I'm going to knock your socks off now, okay? Let's go to this other chapter. Let's go to the book of Kings. I'm sorry, 2 Kings. Chapter 4. anointing and the blessing that this man of God was to her life. 
And so she said, let me hold on to this right here and let me make it available to me for whenever he comes by. She wanted to host him in her home whenever he came by. That's so awesome. Let's keep reading verse 11. One day, Elijah returned to Shunem and went up to this upper room to rest. He said to the servant, Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem I want to speak to her. When she appeared, Elijah said to Gehazi, tell her we appreciate the kind concern you have shown us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? No, she replied. My family takes good care of me. Or no, I'm good. Like I have what I need right now. I don't really need for anything else. I don't want for anything else. I have everything I desire. I have everything I want. And I have everything that I need right now, right here. I'm good. Later, Elisha asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? Gehazi replied, well, she doesn't have a son. And her husband is kind of old. Call her back, Elijah told him. When the woman returned, Elijah said to her, as she, as she stood in the doorway, check this out, okay? Pay attention to this. He said to her, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. And her response, listen to her response. No, my Lord, she cried. No, my Lord, no. Oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. Elisha told her, by this time next year, you're going to have a son. And she says, no. No, don't get my hopes up. Don't you know that I've been dreaming for that for a long time? Don't you know that I've desired that for a long time? And I am finally in a place where I have made peace with the fact that I'm not going to have a child. Don't get my hopes up. Because I've already resolved it in my mind and in my heart that I don't need a child anymore. I don't need a kid anymore. I'm fine. I told you that I have everything that I need for here. Don't get my hopes up. Because for a long time, my hopes were up. My hopes were high, and it didn't happen. So now I'm okay with the fact that it didn't happen for me. Don't get my hopes up. But sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. Man. And at that time, the following year, she had a son, just as Elijah had said. One day, when her child was older, he went out to help his father, who was working in the with the harvesters. Suddenly he cried out, the boy cried out, my head hurts, my head hurts. His father said to one of the servants, carrying him off to his mother, 
So the servant took him home, and his mother held him on her lap. But around noontime, he died. She carried him up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, then shut the door and left him there. So what she does next is pretty interesting. She basically tells her husband to call one of the servants and get a donkey ready because she's about to travel. She's about to get some explanations and some answers. And so let's go to verse 24. It says, verse 24 says, so, this, so she saddled up the donkey and said to the servant, hurry, don't slow down unless I tell you to. As she approached the man of God at the Mount of Carmel, Elijah saw her in the distance. He said to Gehazi, look, the woman from Shunem is coming. Run to meet her and ask her, is everything okay? Is everything all right with you? your husband, and your child. Yes, the woman told Gehazi, everything is fine, or I'm all right, I will be okay, everything is fine. But when she came to the man of God at the mountain, she fell to the ground before him and caught hold of his feet. Gehazi began to push her away, but the man of God said, leave her alone, she is deeply troubled, but the Lord has not told me what it is yet. Then she said, this is what she said to him. She goes to Elisha. She goes to Elijah and tells him, did I ask you for a son, my Lord? And didn't I, didn't I say, don't deceive me and get my hopes up? Did I ask you for a son, Lord? And didn't I tell you not to get my hopes up? Didn't I tell you that I was okay? Didn't I tell you that I had accepted things for the way that they had played out? Have you ever had a dream die on you? Come on. Come on. Have you ever held a dream in your hands and have it die on you? She did. She had a dream die on her. But she took her dream and she took it straight up to God. She's not accountable for this dream. She's not responsible for this dream. Because like she said, she didn't need anything. We didn't ask God for our dreams. He gave them to us. So we are not accountable for our dreams. You and I are not responsible to see our dreams fulfilled. God is responsible for that. And she knew this. She took her dreams right back up to the man of God and said, Didn't I tell you? What happened? God wants us
responsible for our dreams, not us. He is responsible to seeing our, to making our dreams be fulfilled, not you and me, but Him. Amen. Amen. He is not us. Let's keep reading. Twenty-nine. Then Elisha said to Gehazi, get ready to travel. Take my staff and go. Don't talk to anyone along the way. Go quickly and lay the staff on the child's face. But the boy's mother said, as surely as the Lord lives, and, um, and you yourself live, I won't go unless you go with me. God, I'm not going to be responsible for this dream. It's you. I'm not going to move unless you move with me, God. I'm not going to take another step. I'm not going to believe until I know that you are with me. So Elijah returned with her. Gehazi hurried on ahead and laid the staff on the child's face, but nothing happened. There was no sign of life. He returned to meet Elijah and told him, the child is still dead. When Elisha arrived, the young child was indeed dead, lying there on the prophet's bed. He went in alone and shut the door behind him and prayed to the Lord. Now I want you to listen to this. This is important. And this is where you come in. This is where every single one of you come in. Because this is for you now. If the rest hasn't been then this is for you now. Then he lay down on the child's body, placing his mouth on the child's mouth, his eyes on the child's eyes, and his hands on the child's hands. And as he stretched out on him, the child's body began to grow warm again. Elisha got up, walked back and forth across the room, and then stretched himself out on the child again. So the first time he stretched himself out over the child's body, he placed his mouth over the child's mouth, mouth, his eyes over the child's eyes, and his hands on the child's hands. He did that once and the body got warm. He did it again. He did it a second time, the exact same thing. And this is what happened. This time, the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. If you're not surprised by that, then I need to leave. Seven times, guys. Do you know what seven means? 
Amen. Seven means perfection. Amen. This woman's dream. This woman's dream was now complete. Amen. Come on. Her dream was complete. She had a dream. And then her dream died on her. And then she walked her dream right back on up to God and said, I didn't ask you for this. Come on. I'm going to let you take care of this. I can't take care of it. I can't fulfill this for myself. But you can. Man. I'm not going to move unless you move with me. And he came back to life. Amen. This woman's dream was made perfect. Because she said, God fulfills my dreams. Not me. Then Elisha summoned Gehazi, called the child's mother. He said, oh, call the child's mother, he said. And when she came in, Elisha said, here, take your son. She fell at his feet and bowed before him, overwhelmed with gratitude. Then she took her son in her arms and carried him downstairs. This woman had made it up in her heart that this dream wasn't going to happen for her. Proverbs 13.12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's one part of the verse. And that's where she was. Her hope had been deferred and her, her heart was now sick. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really honest with you. My heart has been sick. My hope has been deferred at one time. It's not deferred anymore. But at once, my heart was sick and my hope had been deferred. But like this woman, I'm taking up my dream. I'm taking it right on up to God. Come on. And I'm waiting for him. Sometimes, listen to this, okay? Sometimes you are going to have to lay over your dream and prophesy over it. Sometimes you're going to have sometimes you're going to have to speak to your dream, have vision about your dream and hold on to your dream in order for your dream to come to pass. Or in order for your dream to come back to life. Come on. Sometimes you're gonna have to step, you're gonna have to lay down on your dream and breathe life into it. Come on. For it to come to pass. I don't know if you guys are understanding what I'm saying, oh, but there is a time in your life when you yourself are gonna have to lay down over your dream. The dream that you've let go, the dream that you lost hope in, the dream that you said, I don't need anymore because it's too hurtful for me to continue believing in it. That same dream, you are going to have to lay over it Man, come on. and speak life into it. Yes, yes, yes. The second part of that Proverbs verse, can you put it up? Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when dreams come true, 
there is life and joy. Amen. My version, give me a second. <clears throat> My version says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Your dream is a tree of life. Come on. That's right. Your dream is a tree of life. Yes. You know why? Because your dream will inspire others. Yes. Come on. Most trees have fruit, right? Come on. And most of those fruit have seeds, right? Amen. What are seeds for? Seeds are for planting. Seeds are for planting. And what comes after planting? Growing new life. Amen. You are all trees of life. Amen. And when you have your dreams fulfilled, and when you allow your branches to stretch out over others, you are giving others life. Amen. You are giving others life. Others will, will eat of your fruit, and those seeds will be planted in them, and spark new dreams in them, whether it's to carry on your dream or whether it is to have new dreams. But you and your dreams are a tree of life. Amen. So God wants you to dream again. Why don't you stand up? God wants you to dream. I want you to be really real with yourself right now. In the next couple of moments, I want you to be extremely bluntly honest with yourself. I need you to be really raw with you. If you have lost hope in your dreams, I want you to come up here. If you have had a dream die on you, I want you to come up here. Examine yourself and be real with yourself. If that is you, I want you to come up here. Don't come up here for me because I already believe in my dreams. But God wants you to believe in your dreams.
Think about all of the dreams that you have. Let them all come to your mind. The dreams that you've let go of, the dreams that you thought were not going to happen. 